GM, GM, welcome back to another episode of the Web3 Academy podcast. I'm Kyle Reedhead, and today I'm going to be diving deep into the six vital Web3 lessons that we learned in 2022 so that you can keep them in mind for the coming year. Now, why? Because that's going to give us a killer start to 2023. Now, if you don't mind, I would love it if you could just quickly go and click the follow or subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Feel free to give us a review too. It's a no-cost thing for you, but makes a big difference for us. So thank you, friends, for listening. Thank you, friends, for sharing and for following and subscribing as well. We appreciate it so much. Before we dive into this one here, let's take a quick second to hear from our sponsors. The future of social media is here, and that future lives in Web3 on top of Lens Protocol. Web2 social platforms are broken and ripe for disruption. You see, the epicenter of social media is the creators, and yet they are the most neglected. Web2 platforms like Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram are all essentially robbing creators of their worth. Creators are a new type of entrepreneur, forming new types of businesses. Yet with Web2 platforms, creators don't own their content or their profiles, and that's their product and business. Instead, they are tied to the platforms they choose to create on. Well, just like how crypto is freeing us from banks, Web3 is freeing us from these centralized platforms. On Lens Protocol, creators own their content, own their profile, and even their social graph and followers in the form of NFTs. This allows you to move freely from one social application to another with your content, profile, and followers moving along with you. Lens Protocol enables self-sovereignty for your social graph and interoperability across the internet. At Web3 Academy, we believe this is the future of social and that's why we partner with Lens to ensure that the path of social media is heading in the right direction. Visit lens.xyz to learn more today. Unlock Protocol is the NFT membership protocol for Web3. Content subscriptions, community access, event tickets are all forms of memberships, one of the most common business models for creators and entrepreneurs today. Building an NFT membership opens many new possibilities for your members. Everything from tailored multi-platform experiences to the ability to sell an unfinished subscription on secondary markets. These are things just not possible in Web2. However, in order for this business model to work, creators need NFTs which are time-bound or have built-in recurring payments. Unlock Protocol does this for your NFTs. Better yet, with a few simple steps, you can create your own NFT contract without code. What WordPress has done for websites, Unlock Protocol is doing for membership NFTs. If you're an NFT creator, you can't rely on royalties as they are likely going to zero. You need recurring revenue. You need Unlock. At Web3 Academy, we believe NFT memberships are the future of business and community. And that's why we decided to build on Unlock. Learn more at unlock-protocol.com. Okay, friends, welcome back. Since we're coming to the end of the year, it's a good idea to reflect on the top lessons we've learned over the last 12 months. And goodness, what a year it has been. To be fair, it's been a difficult year for many with hacks, global turmoil, and high-profile rug pulls but it's also been a year of extreme innovation with developer activity at all-time highs and plenty of new protocols, token models, and brand activations to learn from. Yes, prices are down, but prices are a terrible proxy for the state of Web3. When you look beneath the surface, you can see that Web3 is here to stay, so it's the perfect time to prepare for the coming wave 
of innovation and adoption. So here are the top six Web3 lessons we've learned this year. One, verify, don't trust. Two, everything looks shiny in a bull market. Three, communities create tokens. Tokens don't create communities. You may have heard a special someone say that line on the podcast. Number four, Web3 is officially here to stay. Number five, creating sustainable tokenomics is difficult. And number six, things are not always what they seem. So let's break each one of these down further. So first, verify, don't trust. Look, trust is an important part of being human. Without trust, we wouldn't have been able to form communities that are collectively stronger than individuals. Without trust, we wouldn't have been able to build a thriving global economy. But there are limitations to trust. When we trust people and organizations, we rely on them to tell the truth and act in our best interests. And most of the time they do, but as we've seen with many CFI organizations, they can also choose to hide their ill intent behind private companies and slick accounting. Take the SBF FTX situation, for example. The organization was in charge of billions worth of investor dollars, and instead of being responsible, they decided to line their own pockets through software backdoors and inflating token prices. They even played it off as a Web3 Cold War with SBF and, and CZ for Binance, etc. It's important to note that most of the problems in Web3 actually arise from centralized organizations masquerading as their decentralized counterparts. The implosions of FTX, 3AC, Celsius, and other centralized entities highlight the importance of DeFi and trustless, mutable, and transparent transactions because it was CeFi that broke, not DeFi. If the actions of all these companies were on chain, they would have been caught out long before they grew as large as they did. And look, we didn't just learn these lessons from Web3. That's why Web3 even exists. We learned these lessons from the decades of fraud and problems that happened with our centralized companies, centralized governments, and so on and so forth. So this isn't anything new, but we just had it all happen in one year here in the crypto and Web3 world. So number two, everything looks shiny in a bull market. During a bull market, people are prone to speculate on investments that lack intrinsic value. This tends to drive up the prices of these investments, leading to a false perception of their value. As a result, other people are misled into investing in protocols and apps that aren't useful in the real world. Between random threaders and outright crypto influencers shilling their bags, it's extremely difficult for newcomers to discern what technology is actually useful. And you can't forget those random free mints all over crypto Twitter. More like free mint plus your private keys, please. Bull markets also bring extreme optimism, which leads to everything in Web3 and crypto looking like a golden goose. But when you see someone tweeting about how much they made and why they're important to listen to, always be skeptical. Rather than rely on what influencers say, learn the foundations for yourself so you can make your own decisions. Now, if you haven't already, make sure to check out our free Web3 Academy rabbit hole course so you can evaluate projects yourself. And that will be in the show notes. Link to that is in the show notes below. This will help you understand the foundations of this industry. So when you look at a business or a project or a token or a community, you have a basis to judge that on. So number three, communities create tokens. Tokens don't create communities. In the NFT mania of 2021, it seemed like the tokens themselves were responsible for creating communities. As soon as a project teased a collection or announced a mint, thousands of people would flock to their Discord in anticipation. But the main problem is that speculators don't make good community members. I feel like I should repeat that one. Speculators don't make good community members. 
Speculators are all about money. They don't care about the success of a project as long as they can flip their token successfully. Now, there are some long-term investors, which are good, but the situation is pretty much the same. These people focus on floor prices rather than the goals of the project. Sure, they're a bit stickier than pure speculators, but when the going gets tough, well, they get going. To truly succeed with a tokenized community, you need evangelists who believe in your mission and aren't driven solely by money. These are the people who stick by projects during inevitable bear markets and actually contribute and help projects progress. And when the community comes first, it helps you build a token that's more aligned with your members because you can create it together. A real world example of this comes from Jump. Jason Keith, who joined us on a recent podcast, shared that while creating his Swoopas collection, he leaned heavily on the community to shape the final vision of the project. The DAO's members ensured that the NFT collection was inclusive for everyone in the Jump DAO and the wider community by suggesting different traits, stories, and even marketing strategies for the project. Keep in mind that building a real community isn't easy. Every NFT collection says they have an amazing community, but you should remain skeptical until proven otherwise. Simply go participate in a community you find interesting and see what the vibes are like. It won't take long to tell if there's a real community there or not. Number four, Web3 is officially here to stay. In previous bear market years, it's been difficult to know whether Web3 will survive. When Ethereum dropped over 90% during 2018, 2019, it was so significant that nobody could be blamed for leaving the space. But out of that came the 2020 and 2021 bull market and the flood of innovation we see today. This time around, things are different, much different in fact. Sure, we've seen a significant drop in prices, just like in all bear markets, but the difference is that we're seeing traditional corporations, so retailers, tech giants, brands, make moves in Web3. We've seen Google Cloud stand up validators and nodes with plans to offer managed node services in the future. We've seen Stripe embrace crypto payments and help creators and businesses navigate the murky waters of KYC regulations. And we've seen many big brands experiment with NFTs. Nike, Tiffany, Gucci, Adidas, Time, Budweiser, Lacoste, Dolce & Cabana, and the list goes on. There's also been an influx of top global talent into Web3. We've seen Andrew Saunders, a friend of the show, join Arbitrum as its CMO after working at Amazon and other top corporations. Keith Grossman moved from the president of Time to become the president of Enterprise at MoonPay. Ryan Watt leave his global head of gaming position at YouTube to become the CEO at Polygon Studios. And in 2023 is sure to bring many more talented builders into Web3. This trend is not slowing down. Number five, creating sustainable tokenomics is difficult. Tokenomic design is a blend of finance, economics, and technology. It's about creating the perfect balance between incentives while preventing runaway inflation and ensuring long-term sustainability. Some of the aspects token designers have to consider include how to fairly allocate tokens to investors and other stakeholders, how to distribute the tokens, determine sustainable revenue distributions, if any, validator and staker compensation, network and project security, governance and balancing community control. To be frank, it's an extremely difficult process in which protocols often have just one chance to get it right, or at least feasible. Now we've seen tokenomic models from projects like Axie Infinity, which incentivize millions of gamers to join Web3 and successfully earn money just from playing a game. It was pretty cool when it was really booming. In the early days, it seemed like Axie had it all figured out, but the demand couldn't keep up with players selling their earned tokens, resulting in the token price depreciating and fewer incentives for newcomers to join. 
It became a downward spiral and absolutely killed the game's economy and the hype around Axie. The same was true with the popular Run to Earn app, Stepin, which onboarded many into Web3 for a short while. The result of giving away tokens without creating a reason for people to hold or use them, well, it's unsustainable prices, unhappy community members, and a very steep climb to recovery. But what we've learned so far is that tokenomics is not an afterthought. It can make or break a business. Tokenomics should favor those who create value for a protocol or project, not just incentivize people who are looking to make a quick buck. Tokenomics should channel value towards those who create that value, prioritizing value distribution towards high utility groups over value transfer between participants. Supply and demand is everything in tokenomics, and that's not an easy thing to balance. It's hard enough to do it in the real world. Imagine trying to do it with magic internet money. The closest we've seen to perfect tokenomic structure is Ethereum, or ETH is the token, which has had seven years of iterations and experience and only just made its most important tokenomic upgrade in 2022, which is the merge to POS, proof of stake. If you want to understand tokenomics, learn what the geniuses over at Ethereum have been working on. We have a podcast on this. I think it's called ETH Merge. If you just type that into Spotify podcast, you'll learn more about that and you can find that one. The number six lesson that we've learned this year in Web3 is things are not always what they seem. One problem in Web3 and crypto is that we tend to get evangelistic about certain protocols, token standards, and people. We believe that people like SBF, our crypto messiah, sent to deliver us from centralization. We thought that NFT royalties were the way for projects to generate sustainable revenue. Heck, we even thought that dropping a 10,000 NFT collection was the only way to become successful in Web3 with NFTs. But in the Web3 frontier, things can and do change in the blink of an eye. In 2021, NFTs were basically just JPEGs, but now it's possible to use them for token gating events, as memberships, crowdfunding mechanisms, and so much more. We even learned that it's possible to freely modify NFT metadata if it isn't stored on chain. And now big Web3 companies, Uniswap and Consensus, are saying that they want to collect user data, something that Web3 natives oppose wholeheartedly. The companies say they won't be selling user data, but as you know, anything can happen. So the key takeaway from this lesson is not to get married to a particular way of thinking or a particular strategy. For example, royalties were the playbook of 2021. Now we've seen that it's difficult to enforce them without holders giving up part of their NFT ownership. So you need to always be ready to pivot and adapt when Web3 throws you a curveball. So we're still building the infrastructure layer of Web3. In the next decade, no one will know or care about the foundational protocols we're currently building and discussing. And what's happening in the space now will be radically different from what builders will be doing later on. I know that we all want mainstream adoption to happen in 2023, but the truth is that we're just not ready. We still haven't worked out the best way to move tokens between different ecosystems. We still haven't figured out the community building playbook. And we have no idea which tech will rise to the top. So if you're here now, it's the perfect time to experiment and build your Web3 knowledge. You have a front row seat where you can learn from the wins and failures of everyone in the space. If you've been in this space for a while, keep building and don't let bear markets get you down. And if you're brand new, keep these lessons in mind and have a killer 2023. Opportunities are everywhere in Web3. Thanks friends for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you are, and feel free to give us a review as well. And if you're not already, give us a follow on Twitter. I'm Kyle Reedhead, or you can follow Web3 Academy with an underscore at the end. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast. So feel free to give us a shout out on Twitter. 
and let us know your thoughts. Friends, thanks so much for listening and I wish you all the best and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps you along your Web3 journey. If it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.